Hello, everyone. This is Steven Strang, and welcome to my podcast. Uh, I'm actually in Dallas. I'm recording this on my cell phone, but uh, this is live, and it's up to date, and you're going to want to hear what my friend Mark Nuttall has to say. He has a resume as long as your arm. It goes back to actually working with Pat Robertson and later the Reagans and working with foreign governments and all kinds of things. And we uh, published a book several years ago called Moment of Truth that sold well, but not as well as I wish it had. But it also influenced a lot of very important people, I found out. And the interesting thing is that when it came out, I'd have to go back and look, but it would have been 2007, 2008. He predicted a lot of the things that is going to happen. He writes a newsletter called The Nuttle Report, which you need to subscribe to as I do. And he did one uh, this week that he called Winston Trump. I hope I got that right. So Mark and I were talking. I said, Mark, this is so good. I got to do a podcast. So Mark Nuttle, tell me the concept that you were writing about and why did you put those two words together, Winston and Trump? This election uh, is going to be based upon the deceit of liberals trying to get the American public to vote for Joe Biden on, on nothing more than civility of personality rather than any policy on which they really intend to impose upon the American public. Here, here's what's important, Steve. 63% of the American public today approve of Donald Trump's policies. Now, let me, let me say that again. 63% today approve of his policies, but not that many approve of him uh, personally. The policies of a free enterprise, local control of schools, the Tenth Amendment, which states clearly that any issue not granted in authority uh, to the federal government defaults to the individual states has been abused, and people want those rights. They, they, it's instinctive to our, our, the fabric and the, of our DNA and who we are as Americans. Now, what is being contested now is what kind of a future will we have if socialism or Marxism is imposed upon our society? And Donald Trump has been saying uh, for some time that the swamp needs to be drained, that there's a, a slow trickle that they have been trying to design to impose this upon us. It's open borders, it's standardization of values. It, it is a federal uh, mandate that we will comply to the order of elites who believe in morality as they say, and we are to uh, be uh, subordinate to it versus uh, our belief that all rights come from God, that the family unit is the unit of morality, that as individuals we make decisions for ourselves in our destiny that, is, that, that God has given us to pursue the kingdom and save our souls. Now, we don't need the interference of government to tell us how to do that. The government's there to facilitate us in our own pursuit of happiness and how we uh, actually perform uh, with the rights that God has given us to bring him the glory, but also to prosper with ourselves and our families. Now, what does that mean? That means that uh, the Democrats now are, are portraying uh, Joe Biden as Father Joe, a priest, if you will, that you come to for, oh, what do I do? How do you help me? Give me absolution. And, and I don't mean that in any way uh, to use that as an example that's not respectful to the Catholic Church, because I do respect it. I, I mean that in, in the way they use it, which isn't respectful, that if you can just vote on personalities. You don't like Donald Trump, so vote for Joe Biden. 
Uh, the face of that campaign, by the way, will be Barack Obama. That's who will be the main spokesman. Kamala Harris will be the attack dog, and Joe Biden will be the recipient of the vote if you just vote on personality. President Trump is trying to explain that the policies that they will implement will lead us slowly first to socialism, which always then results in Marxism, and take away our rights as individuals to determine for our own selves our moral values. Now, in that, I referenced Winston Churchill from 1939, who was then, who, who had been abandoned and had been exiled to Chartwell because he was a warmonger, saying, if we don't stop Hitler and his borders, we'll have a horrific price to pay. After World War II and 72 million deaths, I, I remember his quote saying, I had no idea how horrific that price really would be by not standing in front of what is wrong, what is unrighteous, and what is immoral, and what is illegal. In that, he made his famous speech to Parliament, stood down the pacifist, and of course the rest is history, and what Churchill did is save Western society. And had, had the United Kingdom actually negotiated a settlement, which is what the pacifists wanted, who knows what the world, well, we know what the world would have been, it would have been a much darker place. And so in that context, against all odds, Donald Trump is saying, I will stand against this socialist, Marxist agenda, which is being uh, talked about. There have been memos that have been leaked that this is exactly what they intend to do. Well, everything from education to making the church a hate group. That I will stand against this, and that I call him Winston Trump. And so the headline of the last Nuttle report is, uh, Father Joe versus Winston Trump. And you have to make a decision. If you vote on policy, if you vote on what you believe, if you vote on, on uh, what you want for the next generation, uh, you, Donald Trump will win. 63% agree with what I and, and you are talking about right now. Uh, it's this seat. Now, and, and basically, just to further give you the numbers, 34% love President Trump and love his policies. 37% hate him and hate his policies. And that is a 30-30 a kind of balance that's been in this public for, well, since World War II. It's this 29% in the middle that agree with these principles of our founding fathers and what you and I believe that are now they're trying to dissuade into voting against their own vision and basic core beliefs uh, to elect an administration that will not lead them to the future that they want. Talk to me about why there seems to be so much momentum by the left. You know, riots in the streets and winning a lot of close elections and they have the narrative in the media. Let's just talk about the Christians. Why is a Christian voice basically so small in all of this? Because as I see it, this is a lot more than just a political campaign. You know, this is almost right and wrong. And as you said just a minute ago, wanting to make the church a hate group, which uh, opens up all kinds of litigation and laws and everything else. So maybe you could opine, you know, on your years of experience. And also, you're a spiritual man, so you understand spiritually what's going on. Well, the left has been organized around a group of professionals since the 1970s. They are paid warriors. They are trained to fight with whatever tools or weapons that they need to achieve victory. Uh, we as Christians uh, rely upon a higher calling. We are uh, driven by love and love your neighbor as yourself. There's been some even question about whether Christians should be involved in politics, but there's nothing wrong with protecting your faith, protecting the government that, that uh, protects your freedoms. There's nothing in that, that concept of freedom, by the way, just one editorial comment. 
the, the basis of, of Christianity first is free will. God gave us free will so that we could choose him over this system of things. Only in a free and open society can you exercise free will to make that determination for God and your faith and your family. It's this freedom, really, that's the basic core uh, conflict that the left wants to destroy, our freedoms to make these choices for ourselves. Why? Because we don't choose government as our God. We don't choose this system of things uh, to direct us. We have a higher calling. Okay. Now, I have been involved in a lot of campaigns in the last 40 years, you see. I did run a presidential campaign. I actually was the uh, director of the Republican Congressional Committee in the 90s cycle. And I've often observed on to the extent that the left is willing to sacrifice to impose their will on the public, where we want them to do it by free will and choice based upon enough information. We rely upon truth, they rely upon force. Now, why are we then such a small voice? It's a good question, it's in fact a question that Donald Trump asked in 2016 at the New York Marriott in Times Square when he was first introduced to evangelicals by Governor Mike Huckabee. And he, he turned to the audience and he asked the question, he says, why is it that in the founding of this country, the Christian faith was so important, both in our, our principles, but in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution? And how is it now today that it is improper to say anything about gender, about uh, anything about social issues or about uh, liberalism, but it's open game on Christians? whether it's late night host or, or the news media, they can say anything they want to about you. You just turn to the audience and say, well, how did that happen? And basically, the, you could have heard a pin drop, thousand uh, evangelicals in the ballroom, uh, because we have let this happen. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> it's because uh, I, I think, you know, we know that we're, how it's gonna turn out in the end, and, and we know that, that, we're, that God's gonna win in the end. But at the same time, to be able to direct the latest generation, the millennials, but, but the X generation and others, is to show them and make them understand that they're making a decision when they vote for socialism. It is a, it is a conscious decision that I don't want them to do in ignorance. But to your question about what's, what's going on. Both parties have failed, Steve. Uh, today, 44% of the American public are registered as independents. That would be one thing if there was an independent party, but there's not. It's just a vehicle by law in most states and how you can register. And the, the bulk, I'd say 95% of people who, who register independent have, have left one party or the other because they don't like it. Republicans and Democrats defaulting back to independents because I don't like the party I was in, but they don't like the other party well enough to join it. Well, there is no independent platform. There's no independent spokesman. There's no independent candidate that speaks on the news at night saying this is what independents think. And so therefore it's this nebulous organization of I'm not that, uh, none of the above. And that's not leadership. That's not providing them the information they need about, okay, what does an independent really want? Why didn't they go on to become Democrats then? Well, because they do want control of the borders for reasonable immigration. They do want uh, local control of their schools. They want reasonable taxation and accountability in government. They want small and family-owned businesses to prosper. They want regulations that are fair between the Christians and, and our, our rights to worship as we see fit in the LGBTQ community and what their demands are on how we're all going to live together under the First Amendment. Uh, <clears throat> that's what an independent wants, what used to largely be a Republican at one time. So we have this unled mass by people that uh, are not professional warriors against a minority. And one of the things that came out in the conference this morning is how does a minority 
of less than probably 7% of the people that actually believe in a Marxist agenda control the resources and the people they do and, and, get, and get as far as they do in, in the electorate. Well, they are organized as a military force. Their organizations are professionally run and they're vicious and they believe in the rules of radical. Remember, one of the rules of radicals is there are no rules. I was lectured by uh, some Democratic leaders once when we were walking across the campus of Harvard after we'd been in a, on a forum, and I said, what is it with you guys? I said, the stuff that you put out tonight, it, you don't even believe it yourself. And they stopped me in the middle of the campus. I'll never forget. I remember right where I was standing, they looked at me and said, you know, Nettle, you Republicans think there are rules and you play by them. We don't even believe there are rules. And that's the difference in the mentality. And, and, and I'm not saying we have to be more militaristic. I'm just saying that we have to come up with the tactics that are necessary to get the truth out and defend it. That's what our job is as Christians, is to defend the truth as God gives it to us, and he'll take it from there. That's all we have to do. You know, what you're talking about is a long-term uh, problem that will take a long-term strategy. We've got barely over 60 days before the election. And I'm guessing that most people who listen to my podcast or read what I write, you know, including my book, God, Trump, and the 2020 election, they probably already agree with us. But what can we do to persuade those people in the middle who maybe haven't taken time to research, maybe base more on feelings than they do on facts, who maybe engage in wishful thinking that, well, you know, maybe if we go back to civility, a lot of this rioting stuff will end. What would you say to them as we wrap up the podcast? What, what can an individual person actually do? Impact your sphere of influence by standing on the principles you believe. Remember this, 63% of the American public agrees with us on general policy issues of biblical government. That's number one. Number, and they want answers. They want to know that it's okay to vote on policy rather than just this, this feeling of persuasion that the liberals would give us is more necessary and trust us in the future. So define your sphere of influence immediately. Those, who is that? Those are the people who trust you, it's your family, your friends, the associations you belong to. You don't have to be mean or aggressive. I believe in these sens sensible principles. This latest Nettle report points out at three or four. Sensible immigration policy, uh, local control of schools. These are not controversial issues that socialism and Marxism wants to destroy. And by the way, just so you know, socialism and Marxism is never sustainable and never has been in 6,000 years of recorded history. It requires total control of the people to sustain it by force. All you have to do is resist what the natural instincts are of these people, and just, just tell your friends and yourself, your sphere of influence, I believe in these simple truths. What is wrong, and do you? And you're gonna find that 63% of the public agrees with you. That's all we have to do to be able to hold this country together through this election. I've been saying for a long time that everybody has a sphere of influence, even Christians who often will just keep their thoughts to themselves, but we've gotta reach out Sending a podcast around to people is one way to do it. I hope you'll share this far and wide. But also you need to subscribe to the Nuttle Report. And so, Mark, I'm going to ask you to tell my listeners how they can get hold of you, how they can subscribe. And the nice thing about podcasts is you can stop it and back it up if you didn't write it down. The website is Mark, M-A-R-C, Nuttle, N-U-T-T-L-E dot com. Mark Nuttle 
with a C, marknuttle.com. Uh, go there, get a 30-day free trial. It's really cheap. It's $25 a year. And the only reason I charge that is is that Steve Strang taught me that if you pay for something, you'll read it. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a buck an issue, but we, we publish it every Tuesday on current events, and we're going to expand some of the things we're talking about in the next 60 days. Uh, we're going into nuclear war, nuclear political war, uh, beginning on Labor Day. And it's important that you're armed with the information you need uh, to impact your sphere of influence. And I would love to have that dialogue with you. So it's marknuttle.com. Uh, go there, subscribe, and we'll send it. And give us your email, and we'll send it to you. Well, thank you, Mark Nettle, for these insights. We just barely scratched the surface, but people can find out more from the Nettle Report, and I hope people will subscribe. Thank you for listening today to my podcast. Tune in again tomorrow as we count down the days to the most important election of our lifetime. I'm back in the studio and I wanted to say something about my books. Of course, this podcast was not about me or my books, but I like to tell my listeners on the Charisma Podcast Network to pick up a copy of God, Trump, and the 2020 election, as well as God, Trump, and COVID-19. The best way is to go to my own website called stevestrangbooks.com, and books has an S on it, because all of my books, uh, God and Donald Trump and Trump Aftershock are there. There's different specials. You can get them in bundles. Also, if you want to buy a whole bunch of them, you get them real, real cheap. And all of the books, except for the ones in bundles, are signed by me, the author, and a lot of people like that. So go to stevestrangbooks.com. That's stevestrangbooks.com. Thank you for listening.